The gospel this day is from Luke, the fourth chapter. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to Jesus, To you I will give their glory and all this authority. For it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from Jesus until an opportune time. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you today, and I want to say thank you to Allison. Um, I think the gift of being in community is to be vulnerable enough and um, to trust in the telling of our stories that God's spirit is found there when we get to know each other on our journeys and through our prayers and our conversations and our stories, we're connected in this. And so thank you, Allison, for that story. I remember attending a Lent learning a few years ago where a Catholic priest talked about the spiritual warfare that happens around the baptismal font. He spoke of the power of evil that wishes to lure us and define us, that along with our inherent human sinfulness, and how we bring all of that to the font And God's word and water then collides with the forces of evil to claim us as a child of God. And he asked us to imagine like we have a black light so we somehow could see more clearly this ongoing battle between divine and evil in all that's happening in the world in our lives. And I remember sitting there thinking how strange and scary it was to hear of baptism this way because we don't really use the term like spiritual warfare or exorcisms in our Lutheran faith, although we are so clear in our theology that there is nothing that can separate us from God's love And that we renounce the devil and all the forces that defy against God. 
and we truly believe that the cross is the place of ultimate isolation, suffering, foolishness, and weakness, but it is there that God will always be found and where new life begins. I don't need to tell you about this spiritual warfare, about how death and life collide in this world, because you encounter that in your daily lives. Luke sandwiches the story of Jesus in the wilderness, telling us at the beginning of the story, and then in verse 14, which is the next story, in both places, he says this, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that descended on Jesus at his baptism is now with him. But the spirit with him doesn't mean he will slide by the real testing of his identity. Jesus does not get to avoid struggle because the spirit is with him. It is actually with the spirit that he faces the testing of the devil in the wilderness. And all of this happens at the very beginning of his ministry. He goes right from being baptized to where God said, you are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And then immediately he's sent into the wilderness where his identity and how he will be made known will be revealed to him. Claiming what it means to be the son of God and how Jesus' identity is known in his actions is tested even before any of his teaching, healing, or saving acts. And the devil always knows what to say. Since you are the Son of God, do this. You haven't eaten in 40 days. Feed yourself by using your power to turn stone into bread. Since you are the Son of God, do this. Become the ruler of all these kingdoms that I'm showing you by worshiping me. Since you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from this highest point in Jerusalem and have God swoop in to prove your power. Jesus could have done all the things that the devil asked of him. The power was within him to do those things. And these acts surely would have shown his power and strength. But no, since he was the son of God, he wouldn't save himself or take on political power or show strong feats of glory to prove himself to others. He would instead trust in God's word and how God would reveal the role of strength and power in a different way. Luke is intentional about ending his time of testing in Jerusalem, which will be the place, we'll hear about it in a few short weeks, where power and love will be redefined by the cross and ultimately resurrection. The time of wilderness that Allison just spoke of of being taken away from all that you have known and forced to walk step by step out of comfort and control 
It's a familiar place in the Bible. We can never endure what Jesus endured in the wilderness. But we can claim the identity that was made known of what it means to be a child of God and that nothing can separate us from God's love. And we can claim the Holy Spirit, God's presence with us in the time of our testing and in the wilderness. A few days ago on Ash Wednesday, the scripture from Luke talked about when we pray, God doesn't promise always to give us what we think we need, but God promises to give us the Holy Spirit when we pray. That Holy Spirit doesn't necessarily come in the time of strength and confidence or by an easy answer or fix. Yet the Holy Spirit comes when we trust in what it means to be claimed as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus. The Holy Spirit does come to us when we pray. And this is not easy work. Each day, we're always asked to tell the world how great we are, to taunt our accomplishments, to bathe ourselves in success and power, to tell the easy good stories. Or maybe the voices of this world tell us that we're not enough, that we need to change who we are in order to be loved and accepted. The forces of evil and death are so real Yet the Holy Spirit is given to us and continues to come to us as we walk in the wilderness, as we struggle, and as we pray. I attended a class this week, and we talked about the inner critic in each of us. We had to draw on a piece of paper what our inner critic looks like, and we had to name the critic. And then we had to write down all the things that our inner critic tells us. I drew mine, and I call that inner critic tiny, because the voice always tells me to be smaller than I am. It tells me that what I do is not enough, and that the idea that keeps popping in my head won't make a difference. My inner critic tells me that women cannot be visionary and that I should not take the risk. We were then asked to take those inner critics and the limiting beliefs that they speak and reframe them. This wasn't a theology class, but for me, I had to reframe it in that way. What is the voice inner critic Tell me about who I am. And then what does the voice of Jesus say about me? What difference does it make that I am claimed by God? What is happening in this colliding force of the voice of the inner critic and the voice of God? What if I'm already enough? And that idea in my head can make a difference. That women, women indeed are visionary and that the risk is worth taking. 
in this season of Lent, we need to come back to the promise that God, through Jesus, has already redefined our identity. The world can no longer have power on us, although it's such a battle every day to quiet the voices. It's easier to numb them or to believe them or to preoccupy ourselves with things that distract us from being who God created us to be. In this wilderness walk, Jesus calls you back. Take time this week to name what the other voices are telling you and then come back to Jesus, the voice of truth that has already redefined love and power and work for you. And remember, too, the Holy Spirit is with us.